0: The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Week one. Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. Game week, Bear. A little earlier than usual, but we're here. Uh, wanted to make sure we got this out with the ample amount of games we have Thursday, Friday, and of course, an absolutely loaded Saturday. You will be on the road um, in Pittsburgh. I kept wanting to say Morgantown because I really want that game to be in Morgantown, but I know, <laughs> I know the folks from Morgantown and all around will be there. Are is there a? Are we taking the bus from Pittsburgh to Columbus?
1: Uh, I don't I don't know what's going on in, ter- in terms of that transportation. I mean, there, there might okay. be a couple of there might be a couple of different ways of getting between okay. uh, Pittsburgh and Columbus uh, after our halftime and after the game on uh, on Thursday night.
0: Um, okay, you, all you, right. You can, you, I mean, you, you I know can, you, a lot of people aren't about that bus life anymore on that on that crew.
1: Yeah, I I, I, I probably will <laughs> see if there, there's a seat on a quicker quicker way of getting to Columbus.
0: If if it was Morgantown, I think the bus would be the only way. That would probably be the quickest way for sure. But it being in yeah, Pittsburgh, you got more we,
1: actually you, you want you want to find out people love the travel story. So here's yep. here here's a good one. There, no, there is an FBO in Morgantown because we've flown in there okay for, for, for games. So we flew from somewhere, oh, I can't remember where it was, and we flew to Morgantown. For the Oklahoma West Virginia game that night, and it was snowy, miserable, and it was a small. It was it wasn't our usual plane that that we fly from mm-hmm. from game day to the to this to the game site, so there wasn't a lot of room in the cabin to keep uh, backpacks and stuff. So like I I always when I'm done with my when I'm done with the show I put my like my sunglasses in the little mesh side pocket that has the elastic that grabs it and and holds mm-hmm. it in place. So they put my backpack in the uh in the back. And when we get off the plane, they give me my backpack back and like my glasses are gone. I have no idea prescription sunglasses that are like relatively new. So obviously we we're coming from someone that was somewhere that was warm and sunny because I used them, I'm assuming, during the during the show or during the morning. And and I I was I wasn't happy. I was kind of livid about it. And then, uh, so like no, no glasses and send a note. Oh no, we didn't find them. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, no. Don't know where they are. And then like six weeks later, the, uh, the charter company winds up sending a, uh, a package to uh, one of our production people. Hey, we found these glasses on the, in the, in the, in the luggage hold all the way in the back, hidden behind some things on the flight. deck so, yeah, there were, there were, there were my glasses. So they like, went one piece. They were in one piece.
0: Oh, okay. And they were, and they, and
1: they were, they, they were fine. So, it, it ultimately, it worked out well in the end. But, but there, there there's a little travel adventure for you uh, to kick the season off here.
0: Perfect. Very good. Um, just to let you know, just booked some flights to College Station for week three. I will be in we the did. building, Van Pelt Ice. Sports Center, to follow that game, which Excellent. I'm super fired up. Uh, so we could talk about that at the end. Um, yeah, but, I
1: think I think there's a good chance college game will be there too.
0: Yeah, I, I would think so. Uh, as long as teams take care of business, and All that's right. what I—that's what a lot of what I see on the yes. docket here Sorry. for week one.
1: Sorry for the yelling. I am—I'm heavily invested <laughs> in Quinn Winzhang against in, in the U.S. Open and in this particular match, and she just uh beat Helena Astapenko six four in the third. Is Ostapenko sent one into the net. So now you know the exact time that we're recording this. Okay. Yeah, this is this is a this is a good result for you, boy.
0: Very good. I had Serena minus four and a half last night. Cover. Thank you. Win. Yes. And she's only a, and
1: then she's only a small dog on on Wednesday nights. See, I, I, it's an absolute stay away from. Okay. F- for me, because Contevade is someone who. Like, she had a great, like, the, she was the best, like, indoor hardcore player in the world, like, mm-hmm. at the end of last year. And she racked up a bunch of uh, rankings points on that. And that's why she's number two. Like, okay. but she had COVID and long COVID, hasn't really been fit and hasn't been playing well lately. I I, I it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Serena beat her. And it also wouldn't surprise me to see Contivate blow her off the court. So I am absolutely staying away.
0: Very good. You mentioned fit. Are you more fit at the beginning of the season or the end of the season?
1: Before. (laughs) Before, you know. And that's a a bad thing these days because I'm far from uh, my best right now. And unfortunately, I fear it's only going to get worse. So I'm going to have to really, really try hard. We're
0: going to have to lock in. Lock in a little bit and get it done during the week. I am. I
1: am. I I totally agree.
0: All right. We're on the same page there. All right. Let's start rank versus rank matchups. We're going to go all over the board I know we have Thursday games. I know we have Friday games. But let's just start the games that they are going to be the most watched. Uh, I see three of them. It's Oregon, Georgia. It's Notre Dame, Ohio State. You'll be there. And it's Cincinnati and Arkansas. All of them are a stay away for me. But I do have thoughts on the games. I just think, and this, it's, it's the same thing for Pitt, West Virginia, unfortunately for me. Uh, we'll get to that. But the unknown, Bear, I just don't want to throw money around on games that have so much unknown to me. And, yes, there's a reason Oregon and Ohio State, or I should say Georgia and Ohio State, are that big of favorites, okay? That all they bring back, the star power, um, the coaching stability, all that good stuff. And the talent, the way they've recruited, obviously they're going to get a benefit of the doubt when it comes to the spread. If you like the other sides, good for you. I'm just not going to pull the trigger of what – because of what's up against uh, it for Oregon and Notre Dame. I do think it's interesting. Everybody's like, oh, Dan Lanning knows every player on that Georgia roster. Dan Lanning didn't bring one person from the Georgia staff with him to Oregon. So I find that kind of of weird. I think he's more worried about getting his own team right. And we talked a little bit last week about the struggles that were the spring game, uh, whether it was turnovers at the quarterback position, not being sound on both lines of scrimmage, uh, but I didn't see it. So, again, it's an unknown for me. Obviously, everybody's talked about Bo Nix. He's seen Georgia's defense before. Hasn't been great. Uh, going back, I did find it interesting. Bo Nix only did throw three picks last year, and I think a lot of it got caught in the circumstances of when he threw those. Um, but when you look at Oregon and Notre Dame, the idea of these guys stepping in against these hostile environments and these talented teams is nothing I want a part of. Uh, if I have to take a side in my office pools, I'm probably just going to take both underdogs because of the big numbers.
1: Yeah, I also often also wonder if, like, they trusted Bo Nix to throw the ball at uh, it times. They, they were very, very cautious with what to do. But we, we, we've seen that deal. Uh, against against the Georgia defense, and it hasn't been good. And reports are that the the, the quarterback play has been a little sketchy at best from uh, from Eugene in camp. So I don't know how much better it gets I, of the of the of those two games: Georgia, Oregon, Notre Dame, Ohio State. I'd probably be more apt to lay it with Ohio State. Uh, mm-hmm. Than I would with Georgia because I trust, I trust the Oregon defense. I mean, Flow and, and Sewell are all-American type players. I mean, they are legit. Um, and, and you just you have to wonder um, in a lower-scoring game, which I think it will probably be, uh, they, they, they might be able to hang around. You, you've got you've got a Georgia offense. It's going to be kind of breaking in some some new guys as well. I mean, uh, clearly the tight end grouping is fantastic. Uh, I just don't know how many points is going to be able to score. Interesting note that I pulled up. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go back over the last five, power five, non-conference t- opponents, Georgia has played. It's been number two Michigan in the playoff last year, mm-hmm. Georgia Tech twice, number three Clemson, number eight Baylor. They've held those five teams to a total of 35 points and covered every single one of the games. Mm. And even if you take out two games against Georgia Tech, because that's what people are going to say, oh, well, Georgia Tech. They outscored those other three top 10 opponents by a score of 70 to 28. So, like, that kind of leans low. I mean, you, go, you look you look at the, the the rank, the the top 10 games, 34-11, 45, That's that being under. 10-3, under. 26-14, under. So I, I I think it's an under game. I think the uh, the Oregon team total under is the way to go. So okay. I, that, that, that's what I'm looking at there.
0: Okay. Uh, the other ranked game, Cincinnati Arkansas. I see Arkansas minus six again. I
1: want no part of this game, man. Zero, this is none. I, I I can't wait to watch it because mm-hmm. I honestly have no idea what's going to happen. But like Arkansas, a team with, with Jefferson at quarterback, I think they have a chance to be really good. You hear things about the loss of Burks being a a massive impact, which it'd be shocking if it wouldn't be. I love the Arkansas staff. I, I love, I love what they're building there. But th- this is a Cincinnati team that's not going to just suddenly go away and be no. garbage. Uh, like, I, how good are they going to be on defense, losing all those guys? I don't know. Uh, how how good are they? Are, are they going to be on offense now? I don't know. But th- th- that's that's the question. Like. You could you could lay the the five and a half or six whatever it is, and Arkansas could blow them out, and you'd be like son of a gun. I knew Cincinnati wouldn't struggle, or you could go the other way. You can lay it and be like, wow, Cincinnati's a hell of a lot better than I thought it would be. So I can't wait to watch this game, but I want no part of betting on it. I,
0: I the more I read, I was you know when I first started reading on my SEC and, and diving in, I really thought Arkansas was going to struggle. Their number was seven and a half for win total. And now the more I'm reading, I think I like them more. The schedule's brutal, uh, absolutely brutal. When you look at uh, the middle of it, uh, it's really tough. But I think, KJ Jeffers. you mentioned the coaching staff. I, I feel like, you know, Barry did a great job of, of getting those two guys and, most importantly, keeping them. I mean, those the, with all the jobs that were open, you yeah. keep those two guys. Um, I, I just feel like um, – Coach Pitt will has his guys ready. He's going to let his coordinators, you know, call all the shots. And KJ was really dependable last year. Uh, you know, the defense fell apart against the, the upper echelon teams. And when you mention the defense, you get Catalan back, who I think the world of on the back end. And I think Jaden Hazelwood from the transfer from Oklahoma, he was the number one receiver, uh, I believe, in the class of 19. He comes over from Oklahoma. I think he, he's going to have a monster year. And the more I, 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 Dive into this. I think Arkansas is going to start the year two and zero. I would lean Arkansas just because I think the roster's deeper. And Cincinnati, obviously, being hush hush about the QB situation, um, but it, it, it is a fascinating matchup uh, because I don't know what we're going to get from either side. I don't. It's not a pick for either side. I would just lean um, Arkansas being at home and that great home crowd. I think. I think that ends up being being the difference. I also would look at the at the under uh, in that game.
1: Hey, one uh, other note. One other note. Back on that game yeah. in, in Columbus, um, oh. I would, if like I said, if I had to play the game, I mm-hmm. would lay the points with Ohio State. Just just basing it on uh, the offense that we know we're going to see from the Buckeyes. We saw it in the Rose Bowl. We've seen how dynamic they're going to be uh, with Avery Davis out for Notre Dame. Yeah, is that going to allow Mayer to be the player that he's been uh, in, in in recent years? I don't know probably see a lot of quarterback run uh watch out for 44 on the ohio state defense uh to i believe is how it's pronounced a highly touted recruit and word is that he's like past the point of where chase young was at this point in his career come on yeah yeah that, that's the report from columbus at this point mm-hmm. well at this point I, we'll see but then, is that, then again, is that
0: is that good is that 11 warriors you got your you got your login for the 22 season is that coming from uh, the 11 Warriors? Well, I,
1: I, need, I need to get in touch with Travis and now, now, now that he's left us. I need, I need, I need, a, uh, I need a Buck Dutch password. I need, a uh, buck, a buck, uh, bu- I need a Buckeye Grove and an 11 Warriors password, okay. both of them. I need two of them. But Notre Dame away from home against top uh, in, in big games against elite teams. Away from home. Last 10 versus top 10 teams, 0-10, lost by 16.4 points per game. Mm. Last 11 versus top five away from home, 0-11, lost by 19.6 points per game. Since 94, they're 1-17 versus top five. And if you go back prior to that, from like 88 to 92, I think there were like 7-2 in those games. So it's a complete, complete role reversal. And we'll see if they ultimately can win one of these games uh, away from home against the top 10 team.
0: You ready? Showtime. all right let's rewind and let's go to thursday you'll be there backyard brawl is back fired up um all the emotion you want in an opener an out of conference game uh, a lot of hate it feels like the hatred is is passed away but i think once those people walk in and see each other's colors oh, uh there will be a there'll be a lot of yellow uh they'll mix right in with those seats at at the former, uh, formerly known Heinz Field.
1: I think there are going to be a lot of uh, West Virginia fans there for I here. I hear, I hear, the, I hear like the uh, like there are these sites out there that monitor ticket sales, okay. based on zip codes and in area codes, what where tickets are sold, and supposedly there are a lot of like metrics that in that show that that uh, West Virginia fans bought a ton of tickets for this game.
0: Okay. Um, Again, just new coordinators on both sides, new quarterbacks. You got a team that's starving for a jump start in in West Virginia, and you got a team that I think is going to be pretty darn good, but I don't want to lay seven and a half in a game with a lot of emotion like this with Pitt. Uh, You you feel like Neil Brown does need that staple win. This will be an unbelievable start to getting that. They also have an a conference game at Virginia Tech in a couple weeks. But I think Pitt is going to be as solid as there is, especially in the ACC. I know Desmond picked him to make the playoff. I don't know yeah, if I'm was, as, high, as high on as that. But uh, I, it's a sit back and watch for me. That, that's all I got there. I, I, I fire up to see it. The Both the uniforms are great. And uh, I'm happy for these two teams to, to get back together on the field.
1: I, I think if I were playing this game, I would lay the points with Pitt okay. because I know – what I'm getting from Pitt, uh, while I got some new new parts, I know they're gonna I know they're gonna stop the run. I know they're gonna get after the quarterback. Uh, I, they'll be okay, I think, offensively. I just don't know what I'm getting from West Virginia. Yeah. Like they're one of the we're one of the teams in the country where, like, I, I think the ceiling and 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 the and the roof are there's a drastic difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a massive year for Neil Brown. Slovis is going to start. I'd be shocked if he didn't. Um, but defensively, I, I worry about them. Um, and I worry about their ability to run the ball on on, on West on, on Pitt. And it's gonna be, I think, a lot to ask Slovis in his first game uh, against that defense to kind of carry them. So I, I would go with the known commodity here. If I were playing this game, I would lay the points with Pitt because it's a look at it this way too. With Tennessee coming in next week for Pitt. Mm -hmm. Like this is like an absolute have to have this game because you don't want to you don't want to lose this game to open the year. And then, oh, by the way, here comes a a top 20 team who you beat last year and put up a bunch of points and a bunch of yards is going to be out for payback and revenge in a big way. And you could be looking at zero and two start. So I I think the way the situation is here, I I think Pitt would be the way I would look.
0: Uh, Any picks on Thursday night for you that you could see going in the column?
1: Yes, Purdue. Yeah, I, I like Purdue, and I'm basing it on a couple of things. Number one, uh, the conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago with John Murray uh, at Westgate uh, about the seemingly public infatuation with Penn State and the seemingly one-sided uh, ticket count there. I, I always enjoy being on the... When the public kind of sides with the with a short road favorite like that, I... Uh, I always like being a little bit contrarian there, and and taking the home dog, especially when you're looking at Brom and how he's been as a uh, as a home dog. Nineteen and eight at mm-hmm. Purdue, twelve outright wins. Mm-hmm. Remember last year, Michigan State came in off the big win in Michigan, undefeated as short favorite, and got blown out. So, like, I think the situation. I think this game too is 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 big. It's it's big for Penn State, obviously too. Yeah. They got a lot of unknowns around Clifford and offense, but at the same time, I think this is a game for Purdue where Brom kind of, and and we have brought it up too. There's no bell. There's no Carl The best player on both sides of the ball are gone. Lambert's gone, but you still got, you still got the quarterback. And I think this is kind of a, like, don't, don't forget. I can still coach and build a program type of type of game. I think for Brom. So I think, I think this is a little personal. I think Braum is out to prove that his team is pretty good here, and uh, I'm going to take Purdue plus the points.
0: All right, I got a little inside tip for, uh, on kickoff of this game uh, okay. because uh, the network it's on always lies about what time it's kicking off, and they're saying oh, what's seven, it gonna be? They said seems... 7 Eastern. I'm going to give you 8.05. So that yeah. game's going past midnight. I'll just tell you that right now. I do have a pick, Bear, but the problem is the line's not out yet for a Thursday night game, and okay. that – is my Fresno State Bulldogs. They are playing Cal Poly, and I don't care what the spread is. We're laying it. Uh, I'm expecting it to be 31, 32. Um, I could see this thing going up to 40 um, by kickoff, so get in early. I'm going to try and get in as soon as I can, as soon as it pops up. Sometimes those those don't come till day of game, so just keep your eyes out. Keep refreshing your apps. Wherever you get your lines, I'm taking Fresno. That's an official pick. Um, Friday, by the way, go. I was gonna
1: say. By the way, before we get like, I can't wait for next year mm-hmm. come NFL draft time. Like you, you'd be nuts to pass on Jay Kaner. Like you, the, the coaching that he's got, but Kalen DeBoer, Jeff Tedford, coaching quarterbacks. Like this guy, I don't know what round he's gonna go. I don't know how high, how low. Who's gonna be like. like Bryce and CJ I'm sure will be the hype guys give me JK man the the, the, the the offense that he has run with with the with the offensive minds and the coaching that he's got in the last couple of years I want that guy
0: yeah uh I, I like him for the mountain West too I know we didn't get to the power fives I just I, I like I love everything about them uh they've showed me a ton uh last year so uh I'm I'm in on the Bulldogs uh Friday I have an official pick you're gonna hate it it's gonna be opposite a pick on winners Thursday night with Mr. Van Pelt but they have a game under their belt under a new offensive coordinator uh, I know Wyoming wasn't the best team but I'm taking the points with Illinois I thought it why am I going to hate it because uh, it's not the right side you know you know those people right side wrong it's side Not
1: the right side
0: they're going to I think Illinois is going to have all the money um, just going based off of I thought they looked good last week uh, Is Wyoming they good did. no but I love the speed they have at their skill, guys, man. Chase Brown is a difference maker. I love what I saw from DeVito. They really tried some, some tough throws early in that game to extend drives and just, you know, off the fingertips. I love the system. They love, they were just run some funky stuff uh, with, 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 with Lunning uh, calling the plays. So I. I I like Illinois. I think the defense is better. I love the guys they got up front there, and I expect them to go in and, and win the game uh, on the money line. Uh, but we will take the plus three with Illinois in Bloomington Friday night.
1: No, I I already gave that out on the uh, the triple option on Delhi wager yesterday. Oh, I had I had to go yesterday.
0: Wow, so no, no, I
1: I agree. I mean, Indiana, what they I think they averaged like eleven points a game last year in Big Ten play, mm-hmm. like. I, the, the their offense without Caleb DeBoer out clear. I mean, yes, they had injuries at the quarterback position, but they, they, I think they've got some problems. And ever since that, they had that great season in the 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 twenty twenty uh, abbreviated year, covered every game, won some games that they probably shouldn't have. They failed to cover eleven of their last twelve games, and the only win against an FBS team was a two point win over a kind of average. At best, Western Kentucky team. So I don't know. Indiana's got a lot to prove with a new quarterback, new running back, new receivers, and I, I think a lot of questions. So,
0: all right, good. Friday, other games on Friday. I just want to touch on if you have any official picks. Uh, Old Dominion, they get your interest at all? Getting an eight and a half you at got the, home.
1: You got the Ricky Ronnie Brent Pry, uh, yeah, and Penn State coaching ties.
0: What's that no- over under?
1: 49 and a
0: half. Ooh. I'm fascinated to see what Virginia tech looks like. I'm, I don't expect a lot of things from this year, but Hey, they could use that motivation and and get it against everybody else. So uh, I'll be, I'll be watching that. And do you still, since you started the steam on TCU three months ago, (laughs) do you still like them? What is this line done? Is it doubled, tripled? I think it's,
1: I am. I'm waiting for it as long as I can. And I'm going to figure out at this number, I'm going to middle it. Okay. I laid, I laid seven, seven, seven and a half. I laid it. And I'm, I'm absolutely at 13 and a half now, whatever it is. I am absolutely middling it.
0: Okay. Because,
1: yeah. It's, it's. I mean, yeah, we, we saw some big line moves in, in week one with, with Vandy and with, uh, and, uh, but the, who's the other, uh, Illinois, we saw those big moves be right money and right side. And easy winners, but well, we'll see here. I, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play around here, and that's. That I, I bet this game at seven and a half, solely knowing, expecting the number to hit, hit ten and a half or eleven, but at thirteen and a half now, whatever it is, I gotta, I gotta buy some back.
0: Okay. Very good. All right, Saturday, uh, your picks. I'll let you go first. Go ahead.
1: Um, Washington. Laying oh. the uh the 21 and a half against uh against Kent State. Like say a prayer, pour one out for Kent State. Washington, Oklahoma, Georgia. That's mm. your non that that's your non-conference schedule. Mm. I mean, we need we need Windhorse to 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 raise his uh alumni donation there to, to mm. have them avoid playing this type of non non-conference game every year. But we we, we hit I hit on Kalen DeBoer earlier. There were everyone hits on Clay Helton and some of the other fell apart for Coach O at LSU. Some of like the recent like coaching like bad hires, debacles. Uh, The the Jimmy the Jimmy Lake experience at uh at Washington did not go over well. Mm -mm. And and I think there are still players there at Washington defensively. I think on the front seven, they're still going to be good. They can't help but be better offensively now with DeBoer calling the shots and Michael Penix at quarterback. I, I don't know how up front Kent State is going to be able to slow them down. They're kind of in a little bit of a transition year. Uh, it's themselves in the MAC. Uh, I'm going to lay the 21 and a half with the Huskies. I think this is a chance for uh, UW to get right. I'm going to be a little contrarian here as well. Um, you're probably going to hate this pick. I, I, I maybe, maybe you won. I shouldn't say that. Okay. This is going to be on the board. I think on, a, on, 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 on winners rather. Definitely okay. win. I'm going to take North Carolina to pick, at, a, at a pick. Now that it's down to a pick. Okay. Uh, people, I think are overreacting to what we saw week one, a game that the Tar Heels probably didn't even know they were playing for sure on Friday. So of course they were going to come out a little sloppy and they did against an overmatch team. Now look, they got some things to address on defense. They need to clean some things up and they need to be able to stand up and run the ball a little bit better. Um, and it stop to run a little bit better. But I thought May looked okay at quarterback. I think the fact that this number numbers moved down now. I know App State beat him a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but but I, I think this is a good buy low spot on North Carolina. So I'm gonna take the heels uh out of pick here.
0: Okay, I understand where you're coming from. I can't touch that game, and the reason I can't touch it is I'm not a Chase Bryce fan. Uh, I if, if if the quarterback situation was different with App again, I'm not keened up on the on the That's App the roster. You're, uh,
1: everybody, to- I mean, everyone, everyone had. I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, like, go ahead. like you. Everyone thinks of that drive that he had against was an NC State. Hmm. Come back when when he had to go in because Trevor got hurt or where was it got hurt, and he had to go in and save the year. Or was it? Wait, was that even Deshaun?
0: Hit, I forget. No, no that it, was it, Trevor. It, that was Trevor.
1: And had to go in and, and save the, and, and save the season. He had the fourth and eight or whatever it was, and like people have that image of him, but he's had ample opportunity to, mm-hmm. to, to do other things, and it just hasn't panned out. So, okay. And and then and then I got one more for you. Oh. I, I, yeah, I got one more, oh. and yeah, I, I need to. I know Danny Sheridan said I need basically said I need to have my head examined. For uh, for my for my thoughts in on week one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the 23 with UCLA against yeah. Bowling Green. This is a another massive line move. I think this opened at like 34. It's down to 23. Like Bowling Green, I think people think could be a sneaky OK team in the MAC this year. But there's a difference between being like sneaky OK in the MAC and maybe contending for a spot in the MAC championship game versus. Going to UCLA in the season opener and dealing with DTR and Charbonnet in that running game. Like, you know, Chip. I know Chip. It wouldn't be past Chip to just be sitting there, kind of all off season, taking notes about USC and Lincoln uh-huh. Riley and Caleb Williams and Addison and Dye. And wow, this offense coming to LA, it's going to be offense. Now, you, you don't think Chip would come out in the opener and put up like 60 and kind of be like, Oh, remember, remember us, the team that team that scored 62 on SC last year and, and had like 600. you we're, we're, we're kind of okay too. you. You don't, you don't think uh, the chip that you and I both know and love would kind of take that a little, that pro a little personally, would you?
0: I just would say, I think he enjoys all the, Limelight and attention the team across town is getting, and I will leave it there, which gets to me and one of my picks for Saturday, and I have four words to back it up. I just have to take Rice plus 32 and a half. I got to do it. I have to do it. Because I'm more than likely going to have SC against Stanford the following week. And I, I just have to take Rice knowing, I don't I, again, I didn't dive in on the Rice roster. I just know Coach bloomgren has been there. I think he knows what frustrates USC teams. And I'm not saying they're going to win the game. I think they're going to frustrate SC to a point where they could score some points and hang around enough. I think the defense will be playing way off and just trying not to give up the big play. I think Lincoln Riley's going to combat that and get some big plays. I think SC fans are going to be really happy with what they saw. But a la North Carolina the other night, I went back, watched the tape. I just thought the Florida AM quarterback was a better quarterback on the field the way he threw the ball. I mean, guys for the Rattlers were wide open, and I think Carolina's got a lot of buttoning up to do in the secondary. I think SC is going to come out sky high. I think Rice is just going to come in and try and do what they do and run the football and and win time of possession by hopefully 20 minutes and (laughs) and keep the ball away from number 13. So I'm taking Rice plus the 32 and a half. I did like it when it was at 35, Um, but maybe some people are on this before me, but I'm taking him. Uh, Saturday also, I think it's the wrong side, but I don't care. I'm taking it based off of last year. Based off, I think the advantage is with Louisville and the coaching staffs. I do like Satterfield as a coach. Uh, I think Syracuse is one-dimensional. I think Louisville's defense is going to be a hell of a lot better than it was last year, and I love the capability of their offense and Satterfield's, um, you know, onus on both sides of the ball. I hate giving points on the road, but I'm going to take Louisville. Uh, I was at five, now it's down to four and a half. I'll take. I'll. I'll, I'll lay the four and a half uh, with. Um, the Cardinals on the road and another, I just have to, I know they didn't look great last week, but can the Miners from UTEP help me out a little bit this week? They scored 13 against North Texas. Can they score 10 against Oklahoma?
1: Yes, they absolutely can.
0: Okay. Because I think back, back to back to
1: your back to your uh, Syracuse Louisville game. That is an absolutely fascinating game to me, mm. because I think you've got two coaching staffs that think they can have a winning year, and like both know that they need this game in order to get there. So, I, like I, I'm really really intrigued uh, by by this game, and I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up UTEP uh, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. If, if you kind of look look back the last couple of years. Last season opener, they were 31 points favorite over Tulane and won by five. The time before that, that they were a 30-plus point favorite versus an FBS non-conference opponent. Army in 2018, they won 28-21. What was that? Overtime, right?
0: Yes. We were close to On up. the pay-per-view so, channel.
1: So, yes. So, last two times, they've been a 30-plus point favorite over a non-conference team from the FBS. They won by five and seven points. Now okay. maybe there'll be a little bit, little bit of a different urgency uh, with Venables and Levy, and maybe the team is more on the on the same page here now. But uh, there's certainly reasons, recent precedent, a lot of roster turnover. So I mean, some of these players are not there. But uh, we, we've seen Oklahoma come up short quite often as a uh, as a big favorite.
0: Yeah, so that's why I'm going to take the over. I just need you to help me out. I think that pedal is going to be on the gas, or foots on the gas. Uh, for Norman, I think they're going to come on. You know that place is going to be nuts. Venables, I hope he doesn't tear both hamstrings. Run out on the field because that guy <laughs> is going to have so much juice running out. And I do think they're going to play with a ton of fire. And that offense is going to be ready to go. Uh, and I like I like the over. Uh, I think I saw fifty-seven. I, I think I think Oklahoma scores fifty. Uh, I'll just say that, and that could probably be the worst prediction ever. Um, but there was could be worse things. Uh, From last week, people tell me that Hawaii was going to cover against Vandy, and that didn't happen. So (laughs) let me just go down before we get to some other games. You know what game I didn't realize is this week, and I guess it's on ESPN Plus. Very interesting game. Army at Coastal. Do you believe in the shots with a whole offseason to prepare for the Army offense?
1: Yes, I do. Okay, um, I, I think there's a, if I remember correctly, there, there were some rule changes put in place in the off season to kind of mitigate and reduce shop blocks and such
0: downfield. That yeah. could
1: have a, that could have a massive effect on these military academies mm-hmm. and, and the way they run the, they run the option, the way they block their schemes. So like that might be that might be an actionable. Like I don't know if that's something that's going to be baked into the line or not. Mm-hmm. When um, but when we see these numbers posted, or if bookmakers or oddsmakers are remember this, or they think it's a factor. But if it's not, that just might be something to follow along earlier in there. These teams that use a lot of chop blocks go downfield a lot their offense could see some penalties and they might be, if not the immediate plays against to start the year, certainly worth monitoring to start the year.
0: Very good. I, yeah. To me, I think it's more of those big plays, say the fullback or, and all that, that, just not being the big plays. I think they'll still, you know, get their chunks of yardage. But when seven o'clock Eastern ESPN plus, at Old Brook Stadium in Conway, South Carolina, I will have that on a side TV I've for sure. There. That's that's very interesting. You mentioned the game last week. Uh, that was your most interesting Utah Florida. Any thought? Uh, change of thought on that one? It's a stay away from me.
1: It's it's an absolute stay away from me. It, it's the it, at the same time it's also the for obvious reasons the the ranked team that I think has the biggest chance to lose to an unranked team. Uh, but for that okay. reason, it is a stay away. Again, fascinated by the game. Utah, I think, is better at the same time. How are they going to handle the heat and humidity in Florida at that at that time of day? Like I don't know. Um, at the same time, I think that Florida is a little concerned about their depth for, from what I hear, so that mm-hmm. – doesn't necessarily bode well for Utah and the, and the punishing style of football that they play again, like Arkansas, Cincinnati can't wait to watch the game. Uh, is, is it wrong? I shouldn't say this, but I, I already did. Is it wrong to say that I'm like kind of rooting for Utah and it has nothing no, to do with, no, me not at going all. Me, has nothing wrong with me going to Miami. I, I, nothing to do with that. I, I want to see, It's good for the sport to have like a legitimate contender from the Pac-12 make a playoff run or win the Pac-12 again. I love Kyle Whittingham. I love watching Utah play. Mm -hmm. You and I have talked about it a million times. We're so sick and tired of seeing this conference just absolutely dribble down their leg Mm -hmm. when they're in the limelight and have an opportunity. Uh, They got a massive opportunity here. They got an opportunity with Oregon. Like, I think the sport benefits, and that's why I say I'm kind of rooting for Utah. The sport as a whole benefits if Utah wins Saturday in the swamp. If not, if they lose, then it's like, <laughs> that conference is going to have a playoff contender team that, that, that beat the team that's probably going to finish third or maybe fourth in the SEC East, going to a new coaching change, and it roster is in flux. Like, that, they, that conference, the team that lost to them, uh-uh. So, we'll see
0: all right you came up with a list i want to do it every week uh i think it's really interesting and gets uh a chance to talk about some games or actually give thoughts on games even though they might not be official picks but uh, uh is that your let's go underdog to win outright is that yours florida illinois you like you know, the the,
1: well the, the, the underdog i like line. the best is illinois uh utah would be the, the underdog in terms of the uh the favorite that I think could lose the right team that could lose for another yep. team. Utah, I think it's the most likely game that I want. No part of, we talked about Cincinnati, Arkansas, and the, uh, the favorite I'm most confident is indeed Washington.
0: Okay. I'm going to go underdog and win outright. I'm going to give you another one because I'm not as high as everybody else is. And that's the road runners. UTSA, uh, okay. Over Houston, they're at home, 3.30 I've a lot game. Of,
1: I've heard a lot of Houston in this game.
0: Yep, there's, there's a lot. Uh, Houston's laying four. I would not be shocked if the Roadrunners win that game. Game I want no part of. There's a million of them. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's got to be either one of the big games. Um, you know, the Oregon-Georgia game or Notre Dame-Ohio State. I just have zero interest in that. I'll be watching them, obviously. Uh, I don't want any action. It's exactly what I thought. Of with Northwestern and Nebraska. I wanted no part of that game, and I was really mad when I just did check the halftime line and saw um, I think Northwestern <laughs> was plus 200 uh, to win that game at halftime, and they were up three. So um, didn't get that one in. Um, favorite I like most, whatever it is, Fresno State. Uh, I just think a lot of this team and Ted heads are back, and I, I just I, I love the talent on that team. And ranked team to most likely lose to an unranked team. I think that would be I would also take uh I would take the Roadrunners for that one.
1: All right. Although, although,
0: although could I say East Carolina?
1: You could say whatever you want. It's it's, I can't, it's that's your another podcast. one. I can't.
0: I'm not I'm not I'm not pulling the trigger there. Um any thoughts on Sunday or Monday? That, night? That, that's, that's,
1: one of the, that's one of the games that you could look really bad because while we look, while we're like apologists for ECU, when we started the, the Halt train three years ago and then everybody else, six years ago, I think
0: it was, it
1: might've been six. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like they could get blown out. Yes. They, they really legitimately might not be able to stay on offense. Mm -hmm. So like that, that, that would worry me.
0: Yeah. Uh, Uh,
1: Sunday and Monday, Sunday and Monday, I I, I want to play Clemson.
0: What's the I, line?
1: 21 and a half. Okay. Like Georgia Tech is so, like, I think they're going to be terrible, but until you see their offense, like, you do you want to lay, you're basically saying we think Clemson's defense is good for a touchdown and they're probably going to hold Georgia Tech to 10 or less. And they held Georgia Tech to ten or less last year, and they only won by five points. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fourteen 14-9. so like I, yeah. I, I want to lay it with Clemson, but I think I kind of need to see it before I entrust myself and to do it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not. Doesn't it, it
1: fe- doesn't it feel like LSU is like, like everyone's on LSU in this game? Yes, it probably would be. It probably would be the side that I would play, but because you look back, Brian Kelly. Lost forty times, he's been. He's won forty straight games as a favorite team. Is it when his team's been favorite? Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's it's in New Orleans. Like like, it feels like that could be another one that might be on your boys' uh, your boys' board on yeah. uh, on Thursday night.
0: Yeah, and they got a game on their belts. Uh, I know they lost. Uh, they had a couple injuries. I think one on the O line, one on the D line before the game against Duquesne. But yeah, it's a. It's a stay away from me. Here's what I'll say when you say you want to lay with Clemson. Why do I have to keep watching Georgia Tech in primetime? They don't deserve <laughs> any of that real estate. Oh, Whether it's these games or Thursday nights, 30, I always get stuck watching Georgia Tech. I mean, anybody else. I'd rather watch Duke yeah. than Georgia Tech. You, 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 know,
1: you know what that is? That's, uh, that's probably network programming people going down the entire uh, – Hey, you want to play? Uh, you want to play Clemson on Monday night? You want to play Clemson? On... And they got down to like the ni- the ninth pick. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, uh, Georgia Tech, you want to uh, again? You want to play Clemson on Monday night again? Yeah, you know, we know, we know, you know, you had that ACC network game. If you right. Let, let's 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 roll that back.
0: Uh, have well, you
1: sh- Jeff Collins is doing it for his program. And he wants to get wants to get publicity, but I don't know if this is going to be the best publicity mm. that they could possibly get.
0: Would you rather lay it or take it? Utah State Bama, 41 and a half.
1: Initially, I was thinking take, take. but at the same time, I because in recent years it's kind of been a little bit of a shift with Saban. Like there was a run where he would never run it up. Yeah. On some of these non conference big games as like a it's like a 35 40 point favorite. But like from oh, 2011 to 2019, there were 5-15-1 against the number as a favorite of at least 35 points in non-con- against non-conference teams. Last four instances, covered all of them, outscored the opponents 237-27. to 27. So it, it's been a little bit of a change. Um, the only thing you, you – you, you, because you, what you're going to get is probably Alabama backups playing – the last quarter, quarter and a half, and they're still going to run their stuff. Like they, are going to be like, yeah, they're going to be in the. So I, I'm not high on Utah State this year. I think the fact that UConn jumped out to a quick lead on them last week.
0: Hey now, Huskies!
1: Is a, is a is a bad sign. So I would, if I had to play it, I would lay it.
0: I think it's just a matter of how fast Nick gets to 42. That's all. Like if they, if if they're 42 nothing. Four minutes left in the second quarter, the, it, the foot's off the gate. He's not He's not risking anything right. going on the road to Texas. I think it's just a matter of how fast he gets there. And looking at the depth chart, um, you know, Latu's out at tight end. Uh, Uts is going to be starting there. And the receivers, uh, that depth chart came out. I'm interested to see those guys. And what I really want to see is the Alabama secondary. Uh, I'm, I saw Kool-Aid and it be so good. <laughs> I saw kool Aid's is going to be the punt returner. I'm fired up for that, but I just, I don't know. I, It's, it's this fascination I have. And and when I knew, you know, people on the staff, I, it would be like last week, I would always reach out like, who are the new guys? And now I just want to see those guys wearing that uniform and and, and see, reading about them, and this guy's going to be this, and fill these shoes. It always seems to work out there. So uh, I, I just I'll, I'll be watching that game uh, Saturday night for sure, just to see the new faces and numbers. Uh, crazy. Uh, stay away from me. Late Boise in Corvallis. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting. Brock uh, uh, Brockmire still that at Boise, and is this an overreaction or is this me? Western Kentucky. Minus sixteen on the island against Hawaii. It's I,
1: definitely it, it, it's it's a reaction for sure. It, it, is it? A, I think it might be a little bit of an overreaction, but it was funny because I was going to ask you uh, your thoughts on uh, how you moving forward are going to handle Hawaii and and uh, Nebraska because I don't think you can over adjust enough. For Hawaii and how bad they are, and how talent devoid they are, and how far Todd Graham ran that program into the ground, mm. and how far they have to go uh, to be competitive. So, do I want to lay sixteen with a, a kind of a mediocre type team? No, but no um, chance. A, 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 but at the same time, I certainly, I certainly wouldn't take it. Um, And then Nebraska. Like I probably am gonna take a little bit of a of a different spin on Nebraska. Like I think moving forward, people probably it's not I don't think it's a power rating type issue or a line issue with Nebraska. It's just being able to stand there and get kicked in the stomach for 15 times in a row again, like I'm, I'm going to walk to the window knowing they're going to figure out a way to lose a close game or frost is going to make a bad coaching decision. And just how many times do you want to do that to yourself because it's clearly offense is going to be good with Thompson, at quarterback, and they lost the game because of a stupid decision for an outside kick, a fumble that shouldn't have been a fumble and interception off a of receiver's hands. Like, but that's like the DNA of Nebraska, right?
0: Yeah. now.
1: Like, do you want to like, put yourself through that and it's not like okay they're going to be three and 11 three and 10 now or whatever three and nine and and they're awful like if you if you want to take like the positive spin from last week and like if you were not that anybody is going into the mindset into the season saying i want to bet nebraska against oklahoma well say thank you for last week's result because you probably just got uh, another couple of points on the number from what you would have gotten so I I don't know. I'm not not immediately going to jump off of them and say I'm I'm never going to consider them again.
0: Totally agree. I said this on uh, Scott's podcast last night. Listen, I get it in this day and age of and that's why I don't go on Twitter during Saturdays. And I didn't I didn't last Saturday is then I see it trickling out yesterday of these are the top three candidates to replace Scott Frost. And this I get it. He made a terrible mistake. He tried to defend it. It's indefensible. You can't do that. I'm a believer in onside kicks or to get the ball back when your defense is struggling. They weren't struggling. Were they getting man, starting to get manhandled on the offensive line? A little bit, but you were up 11. Let Northwestern prove they could go all the way down the field. And that's what I said. Like that, this is what happens, Barrett, with with outsiders that aren't in it. Like these guys have worked off all season, all offseason for these 12 games. And things didn't go their way one. One one time. I thought they were the better team, but they didn't win. And that's the problem that people get that get caught up in this. And you people get mad at coaches using cliches of, you know, all right, we got to take this one game at a time now. And that's what Nebraska has to do. You have to get yourself better the next two weeks because you still have a, a, a way to write this September month as Oklahoma comes in at the end of the month. I thought before the year they would win that game. Am I as confident in it now? No but it's definitely still a winnable game. You got to worry about yourself. You can't worry about what the other team is is doing and, and what points they're scoring. Get yourself right. You know, your crowd will be behind you and play well that day. And then you got a whole new season to look forward to. So I'm not as down on, on Nebraska as other people are. And uh, that's, that's, that's the tough things that happen uh, when, when, when you're the only game in town, really, in week zero, and that's all people are watching and want to talk about, so I'm um, I'm 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 not there. So, um, have you seen an Iowa uh, South Dakota State line?
1: No, nah, I'll probably go up on what Thursday yeah. night or Friday. Friday night those. that's what I was going to say. F-C- FCS team more likely to pull an upset on on Saturday or Friday or Thursday. South Dakota State, who is number two in the FCS at Iowa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: UC Davis at Cal. UC Davis is ranked. Mercer also ranked at Auburn. Any of those three have a legitimate chance to, to beat one of the Power Five teams? And you think? Um, I wish I saw numbers. I wish I saw numbers on these games. Yeah, I know. That, that clearly would help. Yeah. Which is something interesting to, to follow.
0: I would guess South Dakota State's getting like 10. Would that be right.
1: Yeah, that, that's probably right. Eleven, maybe. By the way, shout out to uh, James Madison playing their first game. Yeah. As, a, as an FBS member, a five and a half point
0: favorite over Middle Tennessee. You land a double digit with BYU at USF.
1: No, I'm already I'm invested enough on, on on South Florida. I love when fans of teams that won two that won two games last year like, come at me on Twitter for saying, like, they're not going to win five games this year. If you win four games, you doubled your win total from last year. I had, I had a couple of UCF guys that like come at me, like. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Pro, go Bulls. Exactly. Go, go Bulls. Good good luck. All right. Hey, if they win, fine. I can deal with it. Sean Sharn King and I have a little friendly wager on it, too. So
0: Nice. But, uh,
1: yeah. And then, oh, we talked about the TCU middle before. Another game that I bet specifically knowing that I was going to have a middle opportunity with uh, Texas state, Nevada. I mean, I bet, I bet yeah. Texas state, I bet Texas state plus seven uh, a few weeks back. Now it's pick Nevada is terrible. I got Nevada season one total under. So again, I could have a nice seven point middle uh, in that one right now as well. So that's the reason you, you can guess right as to which way these lines are going to go. Uh, you, you have yourself a nice opportunity here. Uh, in, in week one. So I'm, I got a couple to figure out what I'm gonna
0: do now. Because you know what happens a lot of times when it comes to this stuff? You guess. That's what happens, yes. people. You yes. guess. Yes. You guess and you guess hope you say yes. <laughs> um uh what do you think about your Knicks re-signing RJ Barrett? You go, you're in on that? Saw a lot of shows talking about that today. First week of college football. They want to talk Knicks didn't, didn't they didn't
1: they didn't they trade for Donovan Mitchell?
0: Uh I don't think so.
1: Oh, I, I thought they did.
0: Yeah. That's that's we're good. We got we got games this week, people. Turn on the screen. I
1: saw I I saw a um uh a show that was on the other day too, and they were talking about whether the the Cowboys were better than the seventh best team in the S in the uh in the NFC. I thought that was a pretty important topic at this yeah. time of the mm. year.
0: College football. It's real. Big Mike Happy Recap. All right. Big Mike Happy Recap. I'm going to start Thursday night. I'm laying whatever it is, Fresno State. Friday night I'm taking the points with Illinois and Saturday I just have to take Rice and I will lay it with Louisville. Uh, I know this is early in the week. If there's any questions, please hit us up on Twitter at Steve82. At Chris Felica, bear your big Mike Happy recap. Go ahead.
1: Taking uh, Purdue plus three and a half, taking North Carolina at a pick, taking Illinois plus three, and then I'm laying the the big number with Washington, 21 and a half, UCLA, 23. And uh, again, the favorite I'm most confident about Washington. Underdog, I'm most confident in winning outrights Illinois. Game I want no part of is City of Arkansas, and the ranked team most likely to lose to an unranked team. I think would be Utah.
0: Mm, 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 mm. pac twelve on the big stage again. Uh, Got to have multiple TVs. It starts this week. People, get get your TV situation right and get it get it right. Is uh, don't forget your sling. Also, get your sling. Get your sling. Got all the games on sling. uh Tennessee. Real quick, I want mm-hmm. to get this in there. They're laying 33. I need you to do my math here for me because I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I believe they're laying 30. Th- they're not ranked, right?
1: It's th- it's th- no, no, they're not ranked. So th- 35 and the total is 68.
0: So what's their team total?
1: 50, 53. Wow. Around there. Okay. Yeah, 50, 50 would be uh, 50 to 18. That's 32. So, 50 52 17. Okay. That's what that's what you're looking at.
0: All right. I'll keep my eyes on that one. But uh, I, it's crazy. What I want to watch in that game is their defense. I need to see it cuz that next week. Yeah, what be what a big what, one.
1: what are you going to learn though from from school?
0: I just want to see the personnel they have. That's all. I just I just want to see who who's running around. Uh so right. that's they got a they got a big test uh, the following week. All right. Safe travels, my man. Thank you, and sir. uh we will I'm sure be talking on the on the, on the phone uh as we it goes will. on so uh travel safe and um everyone good luck remember don't go crazy there's a ton of unknown out there and we got a long long season ahead and Correct. this kicks it off and couldn't be better fired up for game week uh bear take us away
1: Less you bet more you lose when you win
0: You can listen or follow the Stanford Steve and the
1: bear podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN sports center with Scott van Pelt and check out the bear on college game day on ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.